When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British Royal history. On Tuesday, February 15th, at around 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, news broke around the world that the Prince Andrew's sexual assault scandal civil case had ended. The Duke of York and Virginia Roberts Dufresne have officially agreed to an out-of-court settlement, and the case will not progress forward beyond this. It's over, folks. This case is done. This shocked and upset many as they were looking forward to this case going to trial and having a sense of accountability with a member of the royal family. The public, in more ways than one, had deemed Prince Andrew guilty, and they wanted to see justice. They wanted to see this through. Dufresne even said herself a few months ago that no matter how much money you have, you will be held accountable. Well, given the outcome of this, it seems like that was kind of a lofty goal. However, there are those, such as myself, who were not surprised by this outcome. A little disappointed, but not surprised. Many civil cases in America end in settlement. And the moment, in my opinion, Dufresne's team began to consider a settlement after seeing headlines of Prince Andrew's team considering a settlement, it was game over for me. Both sides are now thinking of a settlement. There's something going on behind the scenes we didn't know. And this was the outcome. Having this case end in a settlement is just a further reminder that in cases similar to this, the system works better for others. They draw potentially relevatory and important cases quietly into the night so that they don't become a public relations inconvenience, a whole nightmare, a whole even larger scandal. They just quietly tuck them away. It begins to make sense why people begin to think and believe in conspiracy theories because it does appear that if you have enough money, there's a completely different operating system for you. Settling with accusers just becomes a part of business. Before we get too much into today's topic, just as a little disclaimer and reminder, I am not a legal expert, nor do I claim to be. The research that I've done and topics we'll discuss, 
have been researched at length by people that know more about this topic than I do. And as always, I cite my sources at the end of every episode. As a little reminder, as most of us know, this was a civil case. In America, around 90 to 95% of most civil cases end in settlement. It's incredibly rare that a civil case will actually follow through and go to court. I saw few law offices that reported around 1-2% to of civil cases actually making it to trial. That's a very small number. Why do most cases, civil cases in particular, end in a settlement? Well, there are a few factors that we need to consider here. The first is the whole entire process of the civil case can get incredibly expensive very quickly. And this includes the time of discovery that we were in, where both sides are interviewing, doing deposition, gathering evidence, sharing things because they legally have to with the other side, and then the actual process of trial. If it's a jury trial, formulating a jury, getting that going in all the days in trial, those legal fees and other court fees can add up incredibly quickly. So this whole process gets incredibly expensive very fast, which makes sense why you'd want to settle quickly and efficiently to avoid costs getting too high. Another thing we have to think about is the emotional damage and trauma on the victim. Whatever the situation may be, the victim is having to relive, recount their story many times, see photographs, see the evidence again, and it can be quite a heavy burden for the victim. So it makes sense why they would want to settle and just get it done with so that they don't have to relive that trauma. You know, Regardless of wherever you fall in this story, you have to think about all of that being discussed again and again and again and again. It makes sense from a logical, unbiased standpoint to want to settle, to not have to relive that again. And the last factor that I saw was the risk of trial. In terms of who the decision-making being is, it could be a judge, it could be a jury, there's a lot of extraneous factors there when it comes to the decision-making, making them believe your argument, they could see one piece of evidence is really important when you are trying to argue something else, you're putting the whole case in someone else's hands who may not understand what you're doing, may see what you're doing, but not agree. Did you argue the right evidence in the right order? There's so many extraneous factors that no matter how well you argue your case, whether you're the plaintiff or the defendant, you're putting the outcome in someone else's hands, whether it be one person or a full jury. So there's the risk of trial, which is why all these factors combined, cost of the entire process, the emotional damage and trauma on the victim and the risk of trial itself is why most civil cases end in settlement and when you look at it from that side from that side it makes sense but in this case a lot of people were hoping that this would go to trial the settlement and official statement from both parties comes just after news of the official date of prince andrew's formal deposition the duke was set to have two days of formal deposition starting March 10th in London. It was rumored that it could involve the Duchess of York, their royal highnesses, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie, and maybe even questioning the Queen. But a few days ago, that was squashed, those rumors, that this was just Prince Andrew, his deposition, and he was very much on board. When looking objectively at this whole case from the few years it was has it's been going on from the very beginning when the accusation was made in I believe about 2017 to today at the time of recording 
Prince Andrew has always been at the forefront to fight it. He denied all claims, he did his interview, albeit it didn't help his cause, he was willing to do everything to fight it. Yes, he did his best to try to get it dismissed, but he was, again, fighting it. And the moment it was decided, nope, this is going to court, he was completely on board. Okay, let's have a jury. What's the process? He was on board to do his formal deposition. He, by all accounts, Prince Andrew was on board to go to court. He wanted to prove his innocence. He wanted to do it and do it right. So this settlement is a little bit shocking in and of itself. It's unclear who officially made the first move to initiate this settlement. We've seen a few times where little fluff pieces arose where Prince Andrew's team had talked about it and an, a, an amount of money was put out and then Dufresne's team said no or Dufresne's team thinking about it but Prince Andrew's team said no. It's unclear who initiated what, who made the first step and who agreed because the wording is very interesting when you look at articles reporting on it. You'll see where Prince Andrew agreed to it. You'll see where Dufresne agreed to it. It's weird to see who initiated it, but both parties had to agree to it. Initially, the amount was uh, first a few months ago, 3 million, then 3.5 million, then 5 million pounds. There's a lot of amounts that have been uh, floated around, but here in America, those news sources were saying that Prince Andrew was the first one to float the idea of a settlement, but again, it's hard to say because none of us were there. In January, Dufresne's attorney said to the New York Times that, quote, if the amount was large enough to be, in effect, a vindication, then it's something we would obviously look at. On Tuesday, when the official announcement came out that both parties had agreed to a settlement, there was an official statement that was released. It was a joint statement, and it contained the following. The court statement was released by Dufresne's legal team, and as I'd said, it was a joint statement. In the statement, both parties anticipate filing a stipulation of dismissal of the case within 30 days. So 30 days from February 15th is when this whole settlement should happen and be resolved. The statement was released in Manhattan, New York City. The actual settlement amount within this press release was not disclosed. There was no monetary amount at all. If there are any other terms agreed in the settlement, it is unclear as those were also not mentioned in this statement as well. Just that a settlement had been reached, Prince Andrew will pay an undisclosed amount of money, and that's it. In addition to that, there was a few other sentences after that where it said, quote, Prince Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to Ms. Dufresne's charity in support of victims' rights. Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Ms. Dufresne's character, and he accepts that she has suffered both as an established victim of abuse and as a result of unfair public attacks. The letter continues. Prince Andrew regrets his association with Epstein and commends the bravery of Ms. Dufresne and other survivors in standing up for themselves and others. He pledges to demonstrate his regret for his association with Epstein by supporting the fight against the evils of sex trafficking and supporting its victims. Prince Andrew did not admit to any of Ms. Dufresne's accusations against him in the statement about the settlement. Buckingham Palace and other official press offices are refusing to comment or give any statement. They made it clear a few weeks ago that Prince Andrew was on his own regarding this and made it very clear that he was a private individual. And so far, regarding press statements, they're keeping true to that. A Buckingham Palace spokesperson even told CNN that the palace would not comment on the statement. It's a matter of the Duke's own legal team. This statement, especially the last few sentences, 
are a drastic change in character and tone from what Prince Andrew had already established. He had already established that he did not do it, that he does not know her, he he is innocent of this. These allegations are false and baseless. She's trying to profit off of these allegations by selling them to news agencies, and that his team did everything that they could to try to bring reasonable doubt into this, question her character, question her memory, and it's interesting to see now that he's you know, supporting victims, never intended to malign her character, when he did everything he could to prove his innocence. He even said that Miss Dufre uh, sold articles and photographs to news outlets and reached secret deals to resolve other abuse claims, but for him, she was trying to dig him to court. So, in a nutshell, he drastically changed his tone, which can be seen as his legal team's way to try to clean up his character. It's no shocker that the public really doesn't like Prince Andrew right now, and it makes sense with this statement of settlement that they would try everything they could to begin that PR repair. Will it be successful? I don't really think so. Tuesday night and into Wednesday morning, the press and Royal Rhoda were in a complete frenzy. They were trying to grasp at straws to f- report on something. What is this settlement money? Where is this money coming from? What are the terms of the settlement? And there's a lot that we still don't know. The biggest thing is people want to know what the settlement amount is and the intricate details. We will right now don't know the concrete facts. The details of the settlement will remain unknown more than likely. Very shortly after the statement of settlement around like noon, 1 p.m., there was immediate speculation about what is the amount. Is it 3 million? No, I heard it's 5 million. Well, I heard it's 7. The amount right now is floating between 10 to 12 million pounds in settlement, and that will be paid to Miss Dufre and to the charity of her choice. As of right now, the running amount standing is 12 million pounds. The next big question everybody has is, where is this money coming from? Where is Prince Andrew going to pay for this? Well, as a reminder, he is in the process of trying to sh- trying to sell his Swiss chalet, which he should be making between 10 to 12 million pounds from that, but that hasn't officially happened. He had to go to a little bit of court about that because he was behind on payments, and he actually didn't officially own it, and now he's immediately trying to sell it. But there's also a lot of speculation, heavy rumor, and small confirmation that the royal family will be helping foot the bill. It is heavy speculation that the queen and the firm in and of itself will help pay this settlement, and it will come out of the royal family's private money and private accounts, not the money that they receive from taxpayers. Even though that it will be coming from the private funds, more than likely, the general public doesn't want to hear this. All they hear is the royal family's footing the bill. That's all they need to hear. They're off to the races and they're angry. But we'll get to that in a minute. Does this settlement mean or imply guilt? Well, no. A settlement in a civil case does not mean guilt, but it also does not mean innocence. Because in a settlement, the verdict of guilty or innocent is taken out. That's a factor that is no longer being considered. A trial determines whether someone is innocent or guilty, but a settlement just means that both parties came to an agreement and are resolving their issue out of court. There is no guilty or innocent verdict, just that this is the decision that we, as both parties, have come to. However, 
even if legally a settlement does not imply guilt or innocence, the public has already made up their mind. And accepting a settlement or agreeing to a settlement implies guilt to the court of public opinion. By accepting a settlement, you miss out on a few things that a trial would garner. The biggest thing is some form of resolution, actual guilty verdict and punishment. Accepting a settlement doesn't do that. It's just, it's that. It's an agreement. Here's some money. Bada bing, bada boom. We're done. And that's as far as it goes. There's no intricate details being made to, to the public, and there isn't that, that sense of accountability that everybody was looking forward to with this case. Another reason why one party may agree and accept a settlement is it could be as one, case, one side could have an excellent case and a very strong case. And the other party doesn't want to go through that humiliation, that embarrassment, that just very damaging trial process where it's easier to accept a settlement, let things lie, and move on. Buckingham Palace is, of course, in a frenzy right now. They're also dealing with another legal issue with Prince Charles that we'll address next week. But, of course, we're not making any comment, but PR is a nightmare because the entire royal family is being damaged in this but there are other ramifications that are beginning to be reported on that actually made headway a few days before the settlement, but now in the wake of this, there's even more pressure to get this done. The biggest thing is having Prince Andrew and subsequently Prince Harry removed from being chancellors of state. Last week, and partially this week, Prince Charles and Camilla were out with COVID. They had tested positive for COVID, and yes, the Queen was able to still continue her duties. It brought a lot into question. Prince William was in Dubai for a formal engagement and a small royal tour, so he was out of the country, and Prince Charles is sick. Who are the other two chancellors, chancellors of state? Prince Andrew and Prince Harry. And that would throw the monarchy into a state of chaos. Prince Harry left royal work. And Prince Andrew was told he's not returning to royal work as a form of punishment, but they're still chancellors of state. As a brief reminder about what is a chancellor of state, in a nutshell, they stand in for the queen. They can sign official paperwork, they can attend privy council meetings, they can essentially do everything that the queen does in her queeny duties, except for dissolve parliament and swear in a new prime minister. Other than that, they can... They're acting very much on the Queen's behalf. The first four adult places in the line of succession go to those that are Chancellors of State, and that is Prince William, Prince Harry, Prince Charles, and then Prince Andrew. They had already begun the process to begin to remove them as Chancellors of State, from what Buckingham Palace sources have been saying, but now there's an even bigger push that now we need some form of punishment within that the public is angry, and also we're angry, we need to remove him as much as possible. So they're thinking, okay, we need to get him removed as Chancellor of State. People are still calling for him to be stripped of everything, completely everything at this point, and the, the town of York is doing everything in their power to distance themselves from P Prince Andrew and even saying, we don't want him to be associated with our town anymore. So we've looked at the details of the settlement. We've looked at some of the more technical jargon, you know, what does this mean legally as best we could? What does the public think about this? Well, the public is incredibly angry. People are angry at everyone. They're angry at Jufre, they're angry at Prince Andrew, they're angry at the royal family, they're angry at the judicial system. They're just angry at everything. A lot of people really turned on Jufre 
saying that she's accepted blood money, that justice really has a price, and that, you know, the wealthy can be bought. You know, it's people are angry at her for considering and then accepting a settlement because she was so hellbent on holding him accountable, but now she's not. People are really angry at Prince Andrew, pointing out, okay, you were, you know, so willing to go to court and we're so, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and I'm going to cooperate with the FBI, yes, I'll do ABC, but now you're not, and you're just, you're not putting up a fight. Okay, what is it that you have to hide? That's what people are thinking. What is it that he's trying to hide? What is it that he doesn't want to be leaked out? Why is he defending the royal family in this way people think that everybody has something to hide people are going back and forth about the everything about the settlement what the settlement means on one side of the argument people are saying that prince andrew did it and accepted the settlement as a way to protect the royal family and that he's actually guilty people are saying that jufre's accepted it because she didn't have a strong argument that she couldn't prove enough and that she didn't want the embarrassment a lot of people are really angry at the royal family saying, how could you let this happen? You let this settlement happen because the Jubilee is happening right now and you don't want to pull attention away from the Jubilee. We don't even care about the Jubilee anymore. We don't care about the royal family anymore. This is unjustly protecting the royal family. They're just going to hide it. We're never going to know the truth about this. The royal family is just as guilty as Prince Andrew in this because they're helping foot the bill and they're letting this happen. There's an even different sect of the public that is saying, okay, the royal family is okay with this happening, but they're not okay with what Harry and Meghan are doing. Harry and Meghan had to leave, but they're okay with hiding and letting this go on. They're pointing out this inconsistency between treatment of one party over the other. That is the general feeling of the public, just everybody's angry. And... The media outlets are really leaning into it, where they'll have a catchy headline going, the queen foots the bill, but then when you look at the the details of the article, it's saying it's coming from a private account, blah, 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 blah. People are going, no, that doesn't matter, because it's all just money in the end, and it's still taxpayer money one way, one way or another. All that money is just mixed together. Everybody is up in their feelings about it, and I very much understand. This was a big shock. That caught everyone off guard as everything looked like it was going the way it should be in terms of the legal process. Will Prince Andrew be welcomed publicly back into the family? I highly doubt it after a few years. he We won't see him for a few years after this. He will just be like a thief into the night. And in my opinion, very slowly they will try to reintroduce him back into the fold publicly but the public won't want it the royal family will try but ultimately it will be a lost cause will he be a part of the jubilee i don't think so it's just too sensitive of a topic you don't want to give the public something to latch onto, to get angry at to distract from what the jubilee really is and what it's supposed to be so i doubt he will be a part of any of the jubilee celebrations or if he is it will be the private family ones and we will see him coming and going out of cars but the public ones where the royal family will be very visible no i doubt he will be a part of it the royal family's too scared right now of their public image as i've said before his he's done at this point his reputation will never recover he will never get his charities back he will never get his patronages back he won't get what hasn't stripped of him back 
they're just gonna want to forget about all of this so they would rather him just fade into the background be a part of the scenery and just forget that he's even there there is a conspiracy beginning to make its way through media that if this rumor has any merit is very shocking as we all know just the royal family right now objectively prince charles has a lot of say prince charles has a lot of pull and in some ways in certain scenarios he is the de facto head of the family right now as he's he's beginning his own private transition into becoming king well, on Twitter, Sir Ken Stonger QC tweeted out um, in a tweet where the official statement was, is that, quote, Hearing from my sources that Prince Charles threatened to veto this unless he got confirmation that Camilla would be queen. So just to dissect that statement a little bit, Prince Charles gave his permission for Prince Andrew to accept the settlement and in turn the royal family helping foot some of the bill in turn for confirmation that Camilla would be queen and putting the queen herself in a weird situation. Okay, I'll let this go forward, but you need to let Camilla be queen. And think about timeline of it where we had the official statement that Camilla would be queen, and then not a week and a half, two weeks later, this settlement news comes out. So this heavily implies that Prince Andrew got permission and that it really wasn't his decision 100%. It was the royal family acting on his behalf going, hey, you should accept this, but we'll only accept this if Charles gets what he wants. And if that is any truth there, that is very shocking and is further evidence to reinforce why the public doesn't really like Prince Charles because he makes agreements such, such as this. But let's synthesize everything here for a second. Let's begin to think, you know, let's begin to process all this information we will never know the intricacies of this settlement deal there's ndas going to be signed there's going to be other agreements that we don't know about and all that we the public know right now is that this case is done they've reached a settlement the estimated monetary amount is 12 million pounds which roughly uh, converts over to about 14 million dollars maybe 14 and some change million it's a lot of money and did we ever think the royal family would let Prince Andrew go to go to trial over this? A lot of people were saying no. They were calling for a settlement and predicted a settlement months before it actually happened. There's too much involved. There's too much at stake with this case. There's too many people involved, high profile people involved, and it would not only air the royal family's dirty laundry, it would air a whole bunch of people, and it's just the, the tip of this iceberg of this scandal. And now we won't really know the truth with this with this portion of it. My opinion, I'm not shocked, but I'm disappointed. Because I had subscribed to the viewpoint that he's guilty in some way, shape, or form. And now this closure, this resolution, we won't get. And I, I agree and stand with the thought process of, oh, okay, this outcome just further reinstates that if you have enough money, you can get away with anything. And I understand where everybody's angry. Everybody's pissed. And this year isn't already starting out well for the royal family, especially now with the Prince Charles investigations that we'll get into next week. 
but this was a shock, everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. News outlets are sort of reporting the same circular story over and over again to try to fill airwaves because not any much is being released after that. There was a statement and then silence. Everything else now, especially the settlement money details, is a lot of speculation right now. Very heavy speculation, but speculation nonetheless. I don't really know how to feel right now about this because it was to be personal uh, and as a survivor of sexual assault myself it is something that I very much sided with Jufre. you know if you if he did this you have the evidence okay let's do it let's let let's do this and I at first commended Prince Andrew for if okay cool you're you're wanting to see this through you think you're innocent but you're wanting to see this through okay great awesome and I I understand as an American you know he's not my prince I understand that viewpoint. Why do we care so much? But I was shocked. I'm not going to lie to you, everyone. I'm I'm not. It was something that I wasn't expecting to happen so soon. But there we have it. Prince Andrew and Miss Virginia Roberts Dufresne have agreed to a settlement, and the case is done. We will never know the true details of all of it, and it's kind of disappointing. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed in in the royal family right now they made such a big deal to distance him in the legal jargon and saying he's a private individual but now coming forward and helping foot the bill and that is something that just i'm just a little bit bothered by you know the the family's always you know turning a cold shoulder don't react don't react don't give anything but they're reacting to this and i understand the inconsistencies with prince harry and megan i i i understand that and I stand by my big observation to the Prince Harry and Meghan situation that there's details we don't know, and I doubt we will know. But there we have it, everyone. Let me know on Twitter or message me or whatever. What, what do you? What are your thoughts and feelings? Shock, disgust, anger, frustration. But yeah, it's this case. The settlement is just that other reminder that no matter how much money you have, the legal system always works differently. My sources for today's podcast are SwartzLawFirmPA.com, CNN.com, The New York Times, WVLaw.net, Meta Effect on Twitter and TikTok, The Daily Mail, The Independent, and The Washington Post. If you made it this far, thank you for stopping by the podcast, and I really appreciate you listening this far. If you would like to recommend topics for future episodes, you can drop me a line over at BritishRoyalFanPod at gmail.com, and any and all recommendations and critiques, whatever, are welcome, and I look forward to hearing from all of you. If you'd like to keep up with the podcast and any events happening within the royal family, especially breaking news such as this, you can head over to the official Facebook page, the British Royal Fanatic Podcast, or follow me on Twitter at fanatic underscore royal. If you feel so inclined and would like to donate to the podcast, as I am a one-man show over here, you can head over to either PayPal for a one-time donation or head over to the Anchor homepage for a monthly donation setup if that's something you're interested in. Any and all money is wonderfully any and all donations are welcome and i am always grateful and you can recommend topics for the next episode and have a little private conversation with me whichever you would like head on over to wherever you're listening to rate review subscribe and share the more you do that the bigger the family can get and the more people can join the podcast family have a great week everyone stay safe and stay healthy and i will see you in the next one <laughs>